Welcome to the Lovejoy podcast from Antique Dust. Hello and welcome to a hugely exciting episode of Lovejoy. Woo! I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! So we are dusting down the gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous and very exciting episode of uh, Lovejoy, which is uh, episode two of series one, The Atsman Cometh. Woo! I really loved it. It was fun. It was frothy. It had intrigue. It had lots of charismatic characters in, which I loved. And it was just gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. General uh, summary for those that have been under a rock and haven't known anything about Lovejoy. Our apologies to people who have been under a rock. I know, if you live under a rock, that's very environmentally friendly. Mm. Um, So, um, Lovejoy is an antiques dealer and he's got his uh, ragged sort of crew of uh, Tinker and the other one. The other one. (laughs) The spotty teenager. (laughs) Eric. Eric. Yes. Eric. Yeah, I know a, a Doctor Who thing about Eric. Okay. The person who plays Eric. Apparently... What, Chris what, Dury. Yes, apparently he was a potential for uh, Doctor Who. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. But hey, that's uh, a long bygone era. So, this episode, uh, we meet the lovely Lovejoy, who is being sort of chased in a Renault fa- uh, he's driving his big yellow Volvo estate yes which he dearly loves he, no he hates it actually I so we, we saw I've been doing lots of research on Lovejoy yeah. and he was uncharacteristically yeah, uncharacteristically yeah doing a bit of research uh, well it's, been, it's mainly YouTube um, and he's been he was interviewed and his he was very excited Ian McShean by the way we were talking Ian McShane. And he was uh, interviewed uh, at some sort of Bel Air mansion or somewhere in Florida. I know Bel Air's on the other side, but hey, um, <laughs> somewhere glamorous. And he was talking about the fir- how the first series came about, etc., and how excited he was. However, he did say he absolutely hated the Volvo, but so he said it was very much of a thing that antique dealers had was the Volvo estate. Yes, of course, antique However, dealers drive volvos i know because well, there's so much space but you have to have somewhere to put the antiques i know but it was far more fun in this next se- the following series where he gets the uh um sort of well you're jumping com- ahead there he gets the you? convertible morris minor you're jumping ahead i know but it's lovely so anyway so he is being trailed by a very sort of energetic renault 5 which is beeping its horn energetically and yes. being driven by Space 1999, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Space 1999, lady. Yes, uh, that uh, uh, Xenia Merton, um, who played... Space 1999? Yeah, she played Sandra Benes in Space 1999. And she plays a tax, tax lady. Yes, she's some sort of tax inspector, though quite why a tax inspector would actually be have a good, delivering such personal service. Well, there's obviously such a lot of chemistry. There is, there is a quite a lovely. It, Ian McShane just seems to have chemistry with everyone. He just exudes chemistry. He exudes. Yeah, they're constantly got, mopping the line out. Chemistry coming out of every pore. Every 
Oh, damn it. Yes. Uh, so um, we have a little bit of nonsense where he's, he's sort of he's sort of hiding in Dandy Jack's Antiques Emporium. Yeah, uh, and co- goes out goes out the back. We like Dandy Jack. We like Dandy Jack. I think he's lovely. We should see, we should see more of him because I like him. Well, we will see more of yeah. him in this series. In this series, then we won't see any more of him. I know. It's really so. You, you just uh, every, they, they, the, the cast of this is just lovely, uh, and also you've got so he, he sort of goes out the back of Dandy Jack's sort of antiques emporium. And ends up in a, like a greasy spoon cafe yeah. with a black chap that had bought out a single with Sharon. Yeah, he plays Steve in EastEnders. <laughs> Mark Moreno. He plays Woody, and we see him a few times in this series. Yeah, because he, he, he sort of he serves up greasy spoon things and bacon sandwiches. And yes, things. it's all very exciting. But, Full English breakfast. But did you know they actually they actually genuinely bought out a single? Because in EastEnders, because I, I did actually watch EastEnders at the time, because there wasn't much else on, um, and uh, the the storyline was all the youth, uh, Sharon and did, Co. did they form a band? They, they formed a band called, and they called it the band. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And they actually bought out. They they, they did a spin-off for for a single, which was. Yeah. Atrocious. I, I even, have, even I didn't buy it. I, I, have, <laughs> I have no recollection of, of what that single Trust actually me, it, was. It, you can, we, well, you, you can YouTube it later. It was just horrific. Okay. Yeah. Is it, I, I know. I know. I can't sing, and I've been on an album track. Yeah. But uh, we all know that. <laughs> you do now, guys. We do now. Um, <laughs> then, of course, Mark uh, Monero went on to play Zippy. And gimme, gimme, gimme. Did he? Yes. Oh, wow. God, it looks like you then. There you go. Ooh, hurrah. There you go. So, anyway, there's uh, the tax man says, well, you've not paid tax for the last three years, so we've estimated that you owe us £10,000. What, uh, what the basis of that estimate? I know. We have no I just, idea. Yeah, so, so when, I went to, when I went to accountants since the school... Accountancy school. Accountancy school, yeah. It's like beauty school. Yeah, it's like beauty You're school. You're accountancy school dropout. Uh-huh. No, I actually passed. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hated it. Really despised it. No, you didn't. I did. I really, I could not stand being an accountant. I said, I only did it because when uh, the flip chart, you had that sort of... On the flip chart? Well, there was, well when, when you... So, sorry, guys, we went to talk about Lovejoy. However, we're going well, this, down, is, this is more interesting. I, I will go down this little story. Yeah. Uh, when I was at school, we had this sort of you have this sort of pre or post menopausal lady of a sensible age, you know, the comfortable shawl sandals. That's sort of the ideal audience, and you can imagine they've got a whole range of ladro things that they're dusting at home. And they were the careers advisors, okay. And they had there was this like little special case which they opened up, and it had you could flip through it and you see pictures of the careers you could do. So if you were okay. like a soldier, you were driving a tank. Uh, okay. if, you're, if you're a nurse, you're like mopping someone's brow. <laughs> or, or mopping up the blood. Well, no, it didn't and, show that. Yeah, uh, that's which is probably a bit more realistic. <laughs> so, baking's like stirring a bowl or something. Uh, <laughs> and the accountant had a silver briefcase, a massive mobile phone and a Porsche. Okay. <laughs> and you thought, ooh, that's the one for me. <laughs> that's me. I can add up and shit. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, I went to accountancy school. Um, well, at my school, our careers advisor was, wasn't was that sort of lady that you described. He was a young chap who spent most of the time I spent with him moaning about how terrible it was being a careers advisor. 
I want true that story, joke. folks. Really? Oh my god! No, so there, there, there was it, they, they just seemed to have a cupboard somewhere of menopausal middle-aged ladies. That yeah. sort of our apologies to any menopausal middle-aged ladies who might be actually there might be quite a number listening to this. There's probably this yeah, there's probably quite a, quite a number of those. Yes, yes. Because, because yes. we are you, now you, in that demographic. Yeah, you ha- you have probably just insulted our entire. Um, Listenership. I know, but so premenopausal—they've got lots of drugs now, so they're sort of they're, they're dressing in very very short skirts and sort of chasing down the gardeners, that like the diet coat guy, or is that something else? No, I've no, oh, well. I've no idea what you're talking about. There. I'll just just let's get we'll back. Go to, back to, let's get back. Love let's, joy. Yes, let's go back to love joy. So anyway, love joy then goes and Charlie's got an auction, which is Charlie uh, Gimbert. Charlie Gimbert uh, is having an auction of uh, an ex-farmer. Who has gone on hard times farmer, and, and died? Yeah, gone on hard times and died. His son was was casted off to prison, so and everything went to went to pot. So he's selling the so selling the sort of all the chattels of the farm, and there's a little there's sort of a an oak dresser, which is it a three hundred year old oak Welsh oak dresser. Yes, um, and. The sort of there's a French dealer as well that's interested in it, but what Lovejoy does, he switches the t- the, the tickets on it. Um, so the Which lo- must be very that's very naughty. I know that's very naughty, it's but very we love him because he's so charming and lovely. It's very, very naughty. Uh, so he gets this uh, this dresser at a knockdown price. Um, we then get um, uh, the sort of the, the French man getting. Vial. Vial. Who's Vial. great. I liked I liked the French chap. He was yeah. really good fun. He just takes everything in his stride. Played he by knows... Yves Marie Marat, who who was in an episode of Bergerac. Oh. Yes. It all, com- it all comes back. Full it all, circle. It all comes full circle. Well, there was only about half a dozen actors at that time. <laughs> so there's now heaps of them. I think they, what do they do? They, they leave them out after, they fed them after midnight and then drench them in water and then suddenly it's like, oh my God, we've got loads. Probably. Are the ones that sort of ate just before midnight ended up on Love Island or something, <laughs> so, like or fun. some reality at uh, Tosh yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. No, you kind of lost me now. Do you want to get back to Lovejoy? Yeah, Lovejoy. So anyway, so there's there's a bit of um, sort of sort of doozy doing of um, of words between Lovejoy and the French chap, and um, anyway, Lovejoy gets the. Um, the lovely dresser and he's there soaping it down and everything and then eric discovers sort of while cack-handedly that one of the door one of the drawers is stuck and they loosen it um sort of with the help of the screwdriver and in it is this magnificent bridal yeah but we're told we're told it's magnificent it does look actually it it, it just looked it looked like some Pirates. Well, to me, it looked like an old tea towel with a tea um, towel with some some, some doubloons on. So doubloons, <laughs> doubloons. It felt like something that should should have been off, like some. Sort of, I don't know. It's like some piratey type thing. Yeah, but then we're not particularly up on um, antiques, so I think we can be forgiven for our yes. lack of no. knowledge. But of it such was things. just lovely because obviously Lovejoy was very, very pa- sort of passionate about said gorgeous sort of piece well to be fair he was passionate about the money that it would, that, earn. That it would earn them so um we're interested that the french guy then sort of so he then goes to london to sell this the doubloons yeah. around the tea meanwhile town. meanwhile the 
the son of the deceased farmer mm-hmm. has coincidentally been released from prison mm-hmm. at that precise moment and how shall we describe the son of the i think he missed all the acting classes and mm. someone said just be angry and it was ultimately shout 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 look angry and a little bit special and then he did a bit more of that so i don't think there was I don't think he was really directed or really they just thought, oh, okay, we just need to to work this. That's that's it. That's that's pretty much it. I do apologise, listeners, to the Tinkle Tinkle. Yes, I'm wearing my Arabian um, (laughs) Yeah, he's he's reenacting. So we we had a tea towel and we sort of, we had some sort of... Some ring pools. Some some ring pools and we've just, we've decorated it and and sort of Rob is now prancing around the living room. Sort of thinking he's got a massive dowry and really it's tuppence halfpenny. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's our little cat Evie. She's just had some food and now she's trying to get some attention. Uh, but she doesn't realise that we're busy podcasting. I know. Because we're, we're like, very important we're very work. Important, uh, work. Very work, important. Work, work, work. Work, work, yeah. work. Anyway, so. get on with it. <laughs> so, uh, where were we? Yes. So, anyway. So, so Catesby so has, Kate's been, has been released from prison. He's been released from prison. He has um, a very singular acting style. Which is basically shout and look menacingly, but a little bit boss-eyed. Yes, with an axe. With an axe. So not very subtle. Yeah. So he goes and threatens Gimbert. And Gimbert's appropriately mm, forlorn. Lovejoy's got some sort of nonsense, sort of antiques deal where he Gimbert says he owes him four hundred quid because so. he sold him a clock with no innards. With no innards. Uh, well, he, he and did, and yeah. um, anyway, Gimbert is keen enough, given that this bloke is totally off his head and probably quite dangerous um so, gimbert is quite keen to to recover so just throws the money dresser at it. so basically throws money at it so lovejoy unwillingly sells, but nonetheless lovejoy sells the dresser back for 50 pounds more than it was uh, it was worth uh then he, he paid for it and also gets the 400 pounds that um he owes it well sort of he fiddled gimbert out for the clock um then he has a little bit of uh, sort of, uh, a dalliance and sort of a bit of spark of loveliness with yeah, Lady Jane. We have Lady Jane wedged into the into the plot into the episode very she's briefly, valid. very briefly, but very lovely. Very it lovely. Was, it is just gorgeous. And they have some chemistry and a few sparks. Yeah, they have a bit of chemistry. They had to mop the lino afterwards. Um, they didn't do that, guys. Um, they, it's very very proper. Yes. Very proper. And then he goes off to London, goes and spends some time with the lovely French the guys. On his who, boat. On his boat. On He's his got boat. a houseboat. It's really nice. On the Thames, by the looks of things. Um, and then he gets introduced to the Jewish um, gold dealer. Frobel. Frobel. Who was also in the most recent episode of Bergerac, we see. Yes, he played, the, by, played by Oliver Cotton, who played in, in their last Bergerac podcast, played a French... Boxer. boxer yeah and um he makes better jew <laughs> yeah but he's not actually jewish he's not actually jewish well we, it comes about he, he they, they, this chap goes around pretending he's a is a jew going oi voy and Ovey, and he's got a big beard and sort yeah. of the hat and everything not in the, the least bit stereotype fiddler on the roof 
No. So uh, it just it just it was very influenced by Fiddler on the Roof. If I was a rich man, that's about it. I did go and see Topol. Is it Topol? Yes, I got dragged to go and see Topol when I was about eight years old. It was really what in Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, in London, and it was. Well, we did live in London. I think at eight years old, you were a little bit too young to. It was really boring to to actually appreciate Fiddler on the Roof. It's quite it's quite a unsophisticated and adult story, not something for eight year olds. It's not it's not a panto. It's not a panto. Maybe it, maybe it was top of the monkey. They thought they were taking you no, to from no, Pipkins. No. Yeah, so that's a make up. Make it up to me by buying me some space Lego. Space Lego. Yeah, like, space because Lego. Earth Lego was just wasn't good enough for no. for little Johnny. Space no, Space Lego. Space Lego was the thing. It was. The, I love Space Lego. Although I could, I was never very good at Lego. I just sat there and watched my mother do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it sort of defeated the object. It did rather. I had a play date with someone called Nicholas, and he uh. always inspired me to get play with Lego. So I was then inspired to play with Lego for about two days afterwards. That I yeah, lost but then you didn't know what to do with it. Well, I sort of knew, but I just didn't. I, I liked following. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, it wasn't my thing. I much prefer scare electrics. <laughs> Very was, well. That was my thing. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we. Where were we? We, we, seem to, we seem to be really going into my childhood there. I feel like yeah. a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jonathan, Jonathan, tell me about your mother. <laughs> no, let's not go there. So. Uh, so the the, the 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 jeweler harks it around sort of various uh, establishments um, for to, to see who wants to buy it, but all the other antique dealers and everything just want to melt it down. Yes, it's only Can worth pause a moment. I'm just going to need to sort the cat out. Evie, you have got to stop making so much noise. I haven't pressed pause because I couldn't work out what the pause button is. <laughs> so I do apologise, listeners, that Evie has ha, has been put on the naughty step for, for being very naughty and tingly. <laughs> Too many dreamies. That's it. Uh, so other cat treats are available. Other cat treats are put dreamies. It's like crack cocaine for cats. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after we were rudely introduced yeah. by Evie the... so yeah so there's all these sort of gold dealers who don't really see any value in yeah. this they don't see it as an antique they just see it as scrap a scrap metal scrap and metal. Sort of they're all offering lowball offers just for for melting it down rather than the actual piece of art that it is mm. although it does look a bit like a tea towel with gold doubloons and whatnot whatnot on it yeah but yeah yeah so mean, meanwhile the 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 rather scary looking gentleman axe with the axe as he has uh, recovered the um the dresser and it's been delivered back to him and he's opened it up expectantly and discovered the, that the drawer is empty that's where he hid where this, he hid this, this swag thing. so he takes his axe um, and well Whacks it, to, whacks bits, it to bits and then then goes around menacing to, to mincing menacing or menacing not mincing he he <laughs> yes he menaces eric uh, to get 
Lovejoy's whereabouts. At the same time, Sorry, the tax man, Ma- Miss, the tax lady, Miss Taylor, the tax lady, is is comes around as well, and they're both trying to get Lovejoy's for address in London. Mm-hmm. Eric isn't seeing anything until the axe man wields his axe. wheels his axe. Then suddenly he remembers, and then gives the address. Gives the address to both of them, um, and uh, and then the axe man starts. Cometh. He cometh. <laughs> well, he he hitcheth. He hitcheth a lift. He hitcheth a lift. In the meantime, the uh, the faux uh, Jewish sort of gold dealer. Bert, uh, I think his name Bert, turns out to um, be. He, he sort of convinces uh, Lovejoy to, to go out and explore London and leave the, the valuables back on the boat. And him and the French chap come back with a lovely big leg of ham to, to cook a gorgeous, delicious meal because the French man wants to show him how to cook a fabulous French meal with lots of vino and everything. Mm-hmm. And they discover that the boat's been sort of broken into. It's been turned over. And the person... No, is... not actually turned over. Let's, no, no, because no. that'd be like capsized. Yeah, yeah. You. No, no they didn't actually turn the boat over, but no, it's been turned up. over. Yeah. Um, and then they that's when he gets twigged that he's really a sort of an East End... Yes, because Bert is actually caught in the act and he suddenly turns to turns out to have a cockney accent is it cockney all, all the rest of it is a mockney a mockney uh, a mockney so he's a mockney he comes sort of clean they tie him up which is a bit irrelevant um, with a vacuum cleaner cord vacuum cord yeah that must have been very strong vacuum cleaners then it wasn't a kirby <laughs> no it was a hoover it was a hoover it was a hoover i think it was a hoover or was it a goblin? I don't know. It, I don't know. Didn't ask. <laughs> Didn't look down. <laughs> so, and uh, then the, uh, the 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 axe murdery type person comes along um, and sort of goes through the the Venetian doors or the uh, the Louvre the Louvre doors Louvre, the, the Louvre the Louvre doors, doors. Um, Louvre. Uh, sort of, there was a little bit of nonsense between the French chap and Lovejoy, convincing that Bert, who was tied up and, and gagged at the time, that was, he was actually, actually Lovejoy. Um, and then that, so they, they sort of make up some sort of faux idea that Lovejoy's got a hit on him, and is he is the person with the axe, the person with the hit, and is he a hitman? Hitman, and then. It's just a bit of a nonsense. Uh, and then he sort of pulls an 18th century gun and... Yeah, well, Lovejoy pulls an 18th century gun and then shoots him, which is... But just kind of blackens his face in that sort of pantomime manner. And then he sort of, he jumps off the boat and into the mud. Yeah. And we all had a jolly good laugh. (laughs) And they go off and cook their leg of lamb. And he cuts nicely along to um, Bert dressed up as um, faux Jewish chap. Yes. Um, in some sort of very regency and very yeah. elegant area, Be- because he has uh, work, he 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 knows that this headdress is actually stolen from aristocracy, and there's a substantial reward oh. for it. And uh, they return it to to said place. The reward is uh, twelve thousand pounds. Well, presumably. But- It'd be, I, I thought it would be twenty four thousand that they would split the reward between them, but. Well, yeah, well, it's, whatever. Say, so it becomes apparent when the tax man sort of uh, 
forklift so pulls up yes because uh, lovejoy's Joy. driving driving home and he's in new clothes he's had a haircut and there's like lots of like harrods yes there's in lots the back. of Fortman mason bags and what have you in the back of the yeah, volvo in the volvo uh, and then we serve we we kind of have a almost like a flashback back to the start because there's there's the tax lady and her you know, Renault, 5. Renault 5 peeping away and and then is that they go off to they say they have a little bit of nonsense where it sort of summarizes that Lovejoy got 12,000 pounds so you think well if he spent about two grand on some nice finery and clothes then we have me have enough tent muff money to pay the tax man and then he offers to take her to lunch and she's very eager she's very eager, very she, eager. There, there, there's such chemistry oh sorry Ian McShade although I I, I I think he's a he's a cracking actor. Uh, I don't I don't see the aesthetic. I, I don't appreciate the aesthetic in that way. So he's not your cup of tea. He's not my cup of tea in the bedroom How, department. No, he does he, he doesn't. Although Dandy Jack, he's I quite like Dandy Jack. I think Dandy Jack is quite delicious and quite lovely. And he's got that that disarming sort of sort of I don't know fruity queeny type thing going yeah. on for him. Do remind, remind you of anyone? <laughs> maybe and uh but he, he when he acts there's just such chemistry with everybody that but i think with this series that they really threw everything at it and it did look gorgeous and i so say when i was watching more research videos <laughs> research basically youtube yes. um they literally say it was it was commissioned, it was done, and then they sold it to BBC. And basically, the BBC just left them alone, and they just, well, you know what you're doing, um, get on with it, crack what, on. And then they just shoved on whatever was produced. But what was produced was awesome. It's gorgeous. It's just lovely, lovely, lovely. There's a little bit of an undercurrent of violence, but it's a bit comedy violence. But and I thought I think the casting for bonkers person it's a bit silly yes you look like you should have just been an extra on the market stall of eastenders or something yeah i mean i think i think what you're what you're what you're alluding to what you're trying to say is that actually lovejoy is a fantasy yeah it's a show. fantasy it's yeah. not it's not particularly grounded in reality no and I, and, I, and the more i think about sort of lovejoy it's that antiques roadshow really does sort of take over the the, the, the the current antiques roadshow it's very lovejoy-esque they've got the basset hound they've got the sort of uh the, just the motorcycle and sidecar with a with a the sort of a nonchalant sort of clock in the back yeah and well it, i was thinking rather more of the 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 the, the weekday daytime show where the great antiques hunt or something like oh, that. Oh, is that they, where they've got they like drive around the countryside in an antique car, in old cars, and I try to find a deal where they've got. Yeah. The, oh, I, I quite like that. I, I like the like Scottish that. one. I like that one. The, the Scottish lady. She's just kind of fun. <laughs> and they've got that other. Well, thing. she she reminds me of my my aunties actually. To be honest, she's just great. I, I just think she's just so yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. But I think. That's that whole fantasy, and I think antiques is quite, and it's a really interesting sort of thing because it's yeah. a bit. It's of probably not quite as interesting as as the Lovejoy show 
<laughs> makes it seem really. I think there's probably less less excitement attached to antiques. Um, but in I reality. think I think there's a, there's a lot of um, illegal activity that happens around antiques. And I well, think I wouldn't know anything about that. No. Yeah, yes. But I imagine I imagine that it is because you've got high net worth things that are only very, very small. So it's a bit like money laundering and things like that. Well, I wouldn't know anything about yeah. that. Well, no, I've read, a, I read a leaflet on it when I was going to do well, a pamphlet. Scott, a pamphlet, yes. About, it's a, I may have lost it. Um, but no, it, but generally this episode, apart from a slightly overacting sort of act person that just ended up in the mud, which was a bit of a comedy stupidity, um, it was great. I loved it. It was in the tradition of the Carry On movies, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a bit of bit of nonsense, bit of fun, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really I think, enjoyed it too. And I'm going to give it five out of five. I'll give it five. Woo! So anyway, we would. L- I do apologise for our naughty pussycat uh, in this podcast. She she is still on the naughty corner, probably sulking on the duvet now. Um, well, she actually, she's probably sleeping on the duvet now. Yeah, I don't think she's prone to um, fits of remorse. No, she, she's definitely not fits of remorse. She's definitely our cat. Um, so, if you, if everyone else has watched this lovely episode of uh, of uh, the lovely, lovely love, love joy, please tweet us at Antique Dust on all social media platforms. Uh, if you have any interesting facts about Love Joy, the cast. Um, the stories, antiques. Do you have a? An, do you have an axe? Do you have an axe? <laughs> do you do you have a an an, an Arabian Did you get the blue pizza made out of a tea towel? A tea towel. Yes. Did you did you get blue pizza badge doing that? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Anyway, um, in the meantime, thank you ever so much for tuning in. Yes. Listening. We hope so, you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it. We, Love it, it's great. Yeah. Well, we enjoyed yeah, it. We, we enjoyed don't really it. care about you, to be so, honest. No, uh, only joking. Only no, joking. We love you. Uh, please let us know how you thought about the show, etc. etc. Every Wednesday, the Love Joy pod will be dropping. Woo! Boom! So, in the meantime, it's so long from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Farewell. Bye. The Love Joy podcast is an antique dust production.